connect my gen 19. If being an entrepreneur is going to get you to where you want or what you want in life, then yeah, sure, do it. But I mean, some people get that from being like a barista, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you if if what you want and what you're doing are lined up, then I mean you've won. Hello and welcome back to Connect My Gen's podcast. My name is Kyle Kugler and I am the host of CMG's podcast. Now today, I have Trevor V. Carlson. Trevor Carlson, how are you doing? Good, Kyle. How are you? Oh, I'm just dandy. Actually, today is my very first podcast interview through the internet and it has been one horrible, horrible fiasco, but I think that we figured it out, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. You know, you handled yourself well, and uh, you know, <laughs> kept a cool head, and we worked through it. So I would hope so. I had to before you actually got to your office to do this interview. I probably walked out of my own office probably three or four times just because I was like freaking out, like, "Oh my gosh, this interview is in like ten minutes! Like, what am I gonna do?" So I think that we figured it out. Hopefully, it's gonna sound good when it's all said and done. Trevor, to lead off my questions, are you ready to connect? I'm, I'm totally ready to connect. <laughs> Good. That's the number one thing that I want to know, and I know the connectors out there do as well. So my first question is, what do you do? Who are you? What do you do? Who are you? What do you do? It's important. I got to know. They got to know. Right. Um, so my, uh, my name is Trevor Carlson. Um, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, creator, um, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm going to steal a line from a friend of mine. I practice the... Uh, I practice business, um, <laughs> so there you, go. Uh, you know I. I guess my my main thing is I like to make things, uh, whether that's you know right now it's workshops or online training videos or in the past. Uh, I mean I've been in food, I've been in uh, health tech, uh, you know I've been all over the place. So. Really, the only thing I have in common with all those is I just like to make stuff. You like to make stuff. So it's like, before I actually go like deeper into my questions to start off, which are like workshops, which I actually have attended in the past, um, mm-hmm. I guess my first thing is, is all of your life, have you always been like a creator? Have you always found yourself to be an entrepreneur? Or is that something that you just almost in recent time have started to do? Well, that's an interesting question. So when I was... Uh, when I was younger, I wasn't always that way. Um, uh, before I went to college, and even my first couple of years of college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like, I probably shouldn't have gone to college the first couple of years, uh, you know. But but really, I just knew that I just don't really like to try a lot of new things. Um, I've always kind of been that way, where uh, you know, I, I'm always fascinated by like new stuff, um, whether it's food, experiences, uh, traveling. Um, you know, I just liked, I've always liked new things and, um, I had an opportunity, a couple of friends of mine approached me about getting started with my first business. And at the time I was, uh, at the time I was looking at, you know, I was not real excited with where I was at with school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't really, you know, hadn't really made up my mind on what direction I wanted to go. And this opportunity was presented and um, failed, but it was a really good learning experience, and I kind of uh, it's like I I really enjoyed the experience of like creating the business and creating the product that we sold. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I just kind of stumbled into it. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't 
on purpose. It was just like, you know, I guess I could look at everything else I try to do, like the different degrees I looked at giving, uh, different jobs I worked at as almost experiments. I tried them out. I didn't like them. So I decided to try something else. And I just kept doing that until I found, um, I found entrepreneurship. And then even from there, you know, entrepreneurship's a very, very broad uh, term. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of found that my place in entrepreneurship is actually like creating like whatever that thing is, whether it's, you know, um, building out the wireframes and the criteria for like a website or mobile app or like, you know, writing scripts for training uh, videos and material. I like to do the creation part. So, you know, some people have different different flavors. Some people are on more of the financial side or marketing side, and I'm more on the, like, making stuff side. There's probably a better term for it, but I'm just going to stick with that. That's awesome. I, I just, I love that you found what you like to do and that you, like, continuously keep doing it and you keep building on yourself. And now you're actually building workshops to where you're helping others to succeed with their own goals. Mm-hmm. Um and that kind of leads into my next question is last summer I actually attended a sales workshop that you would put together or help put together. Um, I remember your name got thrown around in there quite a bit. So um, I guess my thing is, is what exactly inspired that specific workshop? Like why did you want to create it? So the workshop you're talking about was a B2B sales workshop with right. my, uh, my good friend um, Ben Anderson and now, you know, I went through I went through a startup accelerator program in Cedar Rapids, the uh, Iowa Startup Accelerator, and Ben was the uh, sales mentor in residence, and I was like, dude, this guy's, when it comes to sales, like, he is rock solid, he knows his stuff, um, you know, he's been a part of, of uh, you know, building and selling his own company before and managing a sales staff, mm-hmm. he was VP of sales for a larger company for a while. And, you know, I just got to talk with him and I was like, man, you would be really good at doing like some type of, uh, some type of sales workshop. And he's like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So then we spent a couple months putting together the content and kind of like ran a couple practice workshops to, to make sure everything was fine tuned. Um, we've actually run a decent amount since then, uh, with Ben specifically, um, and they've gone pretty well. So. Uh, they just keep getting better and better over time. Uh, it's kind of one of those things, man. It's like a lot of people really, uh, they kind of seek perfection For when sure. they launch their first product or launch something. Like, I mean, whether it's writing a blog post or a website or what have you. Um, you know, this is a hard lesson I had to learn is like, it's going to suck no matter what it is. It's mm-hmm. just better to get it out and get it, get it in front of the world and, uh, you can always make it better. No, I, I just, it's really cool that you're able to make different connections through different things that you do in life. And, you know, I've always just still being a student at UNI, for instance, um, I just had this conversation with a guy that I know yesterday talking about, um, you know, you may not necessarily like the class or classes that you're in, but maybe there's a professor or somebody in that class that, you know, maybe knows more than you do, the same amount, maybe a little bit less, but there's still a great connection and you have to constantly keep them in your life and keep them up to date on what you're doing because someday you can call on them like you were able to do with Ben and now you're actually working together and succeeding from what I can see. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, success is a, uh, 
interesting term. It's more or less <laughs> like we're, we're still fine-tuning. Uh, you know, we have the workshop material down, but uh, marketing is a beast, man. We're trying to go to some new cities, and, you know, we're learning a lot, mostly learning what doesn't work for, uh, for taking a, a class to a new city. Fair enough. And that will figure it out. So it's just, like I said, it's a shitty first draft, and uh, we'll get it out of the way, and we'll we'll keep going until we figure it out. So we'll keep hustling, man. I love the hustle. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this actually was not in my questions that I was going to ask you because I totally forgot about it until you mentioned it. But the ISA, the Iowa Startup Accelerator, can you explain just what that is, your experience that you had with it, and then maybe the story about launch day and the whole like the tooth. The tooth situation, if you could. The tooth thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't been asked about that in a while. Um, so, well, um, the Iowa Startup Accelerator is a, it's like a 94-day program in Cedar Rapids where they bring in teams at different, uh, different stages of their business, whether it's idea, uh, uh, they've launched a product and they're trying to adjust it to get some product market fit, um, kind of all over the place. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty intense program. Um, I went through my, I went through on kind of a, well, my situation was interesting because I got recruited by another person to work on, on, uh, a corporate collaboration. Um, so it was interesting. I was the only, or I was the only like full-time team member, um, which, I would recommend if you go through an accelerator, you don't go through as a single person team. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work and it's, it's, uh, I probably would have managed my time a little bit differently looking back, but you know, with the information I had at the time, I made the best decisions I could. So, uh, you know, they, they connect you with like all kinds of mentors. They put you through like different workshops. Um, I felt like I had a really good experience mostly because of the people that I met and just like the practice I got pitching because before I went to the ISA, I was like terrible at pitching. <laughs> um, but then they make you pitch like a hundred practice times before you go on stage for launch day. They like, uh, you know, they put you in front of a firing squad once a week. Uh, so you have to pitch in front of these mentors and if you have any stage fright or, uh, nervousness or, you know, anything like that, you get over it pretty fast. <laughs> uh, so I guess that brings me to the tooth story. Um, so I was getting prepped to go on stage. There's like a thousand people there or something. And, uh, you know, I'm on my phone. I, was, I, I had a, a social media intern and I was texting her to, um, make sure everything was ready to roll. I'm like, you know, Make sure and get some good pics when I'm on stage so you can share that stuff and get some nice social media juice out of it. <laughs> and uh, as I'm on the phone, um, a, uh, a bus had come down from Cedar Falls to, you know, cheer me on. And um, my friend who went to the, the ISA before, uh, Trace Stefan, I saw, I heard him like yell my name and I like looked over and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And I like, went back to my phone, and the next thing you know, I'm getting like bear hugged, and my phone hits my face <laughs> and breaks out my front tooth. Um, and, and I like, I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, so I'm like, 
I kind of freaked out for a couple of minutes. Like, I was like, holy crap, I've never had a cavity and now my tooth's gone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I probably walked about four or five miles in circles in the back uh, staging area before I went on stage. Um, and I, I did a bunch of push-ups and I like, got refocused and went out there. And I felt like I gave one of the, uh, one of the best pitches that I've, I've ever given. And it felt really good, you know? It was like, other than, I mean, my tooth hurt like hell. But uh, other than that, it was like, I completely forgot about it when I was up there. Um, and I just did my thing. Uh, and then I had it replaced the next morning, so... <laughs> Uh, it was, uh, it was definitely a, definitely a interesting experience for sure. Um, but you know, it is what it is, man. You just kind of have to like, sometimes you're just going to get your tooth knocked out and you got to pull your shit together and keep going. <laughs> I think that might have to be the, uh, the title of this, uh, episode. Just, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But seriously, life is going to throw you curveballs and it's just how you're going to adapt to that. Um, you know, and pick yourself up and keep moving forward. And, you know, kudos to you for getting your front tooth knocked out and delivering a kick-ass uh, pitch after that. I was on that bus that came down, and I can personally attest that, yes, it was great. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And, no, from my spot in the audience, I could not tell that your tooth was out. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> okay, so, but in all seriousness, um, to go back to um, just your workshops that you are putting on, um, I guess now you've started a new business, um, train the team. And me personally, I don't really know too much about that. And, you know, when I was first sending you questions to this, or we're trying to talk about this, you sent me tra or tr sorry, Trevor at train the team.com. And I'm like, what the hell is train the team? And I just, I've been waiting to ask you. So can you just explain what that is and what you do there? Yeah. So, um, what train the team is, is really, uh, we put on different types of workshops um, for various different um, topics. So some of the main ones that we've done so far are uh, B2B sales. Um, we've done a strategic planning one with uh, Trey Stefan doing, using some uh, tools he uses in his own company to do strategic planning and sales. Uh, so a lot of it's really just taking people that I've met or that um, have used certain things at their own companies and setting up like half day long workshops for them to come out and train other people on how to do those things. Mm -hmm. um, almost all of them have done been done offline. I've been trying to stick to the uh, doing things that don't scale. Like my website is like not good right now at all. I have a <laughs> Facebook page. that's kind of not that good either. Um, but really I've just been focusing on like, you know, if I put up an Eventbrite page and people want this, like they're going to buy it, whether my website is shitty or not. Right? Right, like right. If, it, if it solves a problem or if it's something they want and enough people see it, they will buy it. Uh, even if, you know, my logo looks like, you know, maybe not the best, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I've been really just trying to find, um, product market fit with the workshops. Uh, one of the things I've discovered recently through uh, promoting one was that I need to get a little bit more specific. So I can't just be like, here's a generic sales workshop for anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're trying to figure out like another layer. So it was B2B before B2B sales specifically for the telecom industry. Okay. Um, at least try it out. Nobody in the telecom industry wants it. We'll try a different industry. Um, we'll just keep kind of tweaking until 
we find the fit that's right for us. Awesome. So did uh, Train the Team come after that summer workshop or was Train the Team like the main idea behind that workshop in the summer? Like what was the order that that came in and why was that the order, I guess? Uh, so the workshop this summer came first and that was just more or less like, you know, me and Ben uh, were talking about doing a workshop and we were hanging out and I was just like, let's just do it. Like, mm -hmm. let's just, let's just send out some emails. Uh, let's throw up an Eventbrite page. I'm not even going to make a Facebook page or anything. I don't have a website. I'm just going to email um, a bunch of these companies where I've met some people, tell them what's going on, see if there's interest. Uh, and then, so I think he went to one of the practice ones in Cedar Falls. Mm -hmm. But the, um, the, one, the one that everybody paid to attend, we actually, that was one of our more successful workshops at, um, that we've ever done, really. Okay. And it was just kind of like, no, no time was really spent on anything other than uh, our people. Do people care enough about this to show, buy a ticket and show up? Right. And, and they did. Um, so it's really just kind of like sticking to that, that root thing. Like uh, now one of the things that I believe that we're going to have to work on is like building the credibility around the workshops mm -hmm. building an actual brand around it. Uh, so that's a new challenge of its own. Uh, that we're kind of facing right now. So I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> you better. <laughs> okay, so distract-free work. Um, I guess maybe we have a different interpretation of what that means, I guess, but that's something that you yeah. try to focus your time on a lot with. Um, yeah. I know that I try to implement the same kind of thing. Ultimately, um, I get distracted a lot. So maybe could you just describe your distract-free work day, I guess, and maybe give a couple of tips of like how somebody else could do it themselves, I guess, to be more productive. Yeah. So, um, let's see, where do I start with this? Because <laughs> this is, this is something I think is really important and it's really underestimated, like the type of impact it can have. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if I go back to my time at the ISA, I found myself spending a lot of my time like switching tasks and, um, you know, I would have intentions of like writing blog posts or like writing content or um, just creating anything. And it would take me, it take me a decently long time. And, you know, after um, the accelerator was over, that kind of continued into this summer where I was like, man, I am like, I'm like getting a ton of stuff done, but I'm not getting like, I'm not getting a lot of important stuff done. So I started um, doing some research, like reading some books, listening to some podcasts. And then I, uh, my friend Peter Alwood recommended a book. Um, actually, I haven't seen it here because I have a reference it all the time. It's called <laughs> The One, One Thing. Uh, okay. Tell everybody to, to read that book. It, and it's, it's an amazing book. Okay. Uh, and what that did for me was it allowed me to put a system in place which... Um, I spend almost my entire mornings without my computer or my phone, uh, or at least I try to most days. Um, uh, and what it allows me to do is spend almost all my time like in my notebook. Uh, like I can write like three, four blog posts in the morning. Now I can, I can do all kinds of stuff because I have no distractions. I, it allows me to get way more stuff done than I even thought was possible. Mm -hmm. uh, 
really the whole the main concept about it is like once a week I sit down, I plan, like, all right, I block off every morning. Like if anybody wants to schedule something in the mornings, like I have a stand-up that takes place for uh, some product development consulting that I'm doing. It's like 15 minutes and then I jump back to, um, you know, my notebook for the rest of the morning. Uh, but it's, you know, taking that time, block time blocking um, a certain amount of time. You know, some people might just want to start with a half, half hour or an hour, like start with something small. That's easy to do. Mm -hmm. How you can get it to like the half, like half a day. Um, I think people would be extremely surprised how much they can get done when they're, you know, they're not checking Facebook. They're not checking their emails. They're not being distracted by people around them. Um, they're not like, you know, reading an article about, you know, the new, the newest productivity hack that's going to help you be more productive mm -hmm. as you're being distracted. Um, you know, so like scheduling that time is huge. And then at the end of the week, taking like an hour where you, I do, I do um, weekly retros where I look at like, what did I get done? You know, what am I happy about? Like what went well, what didn't go well or what needs improved. And then like, what am I going to do about it? So if I'm like, okay, well, I want to get better at, so this is one of the things I'm working on now. I want to get, well, two things. One, I want to work on my uh, speaking skills for, because uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of speaking lately. Um, so I'm trying to work comfortable and get some practice. And so I, I, time, I time box a little bit of time every day to practice speaking. Okay. And then I'm also trying to, like from a physical standpoint, I'm trying to get like work on my flexibility. So I'm taking a little bit of time to do some yoga and stretching every day. Okay. So just making sure that that time is in my calendar and it's protected. Like there's nothing else unless it's an emergency that I will like take something off. Um, so using, using that time every week to really like plan and go over everything that happened the week before, that's, that's huge. Um, and you can also then at the end of the year, which this has been just, I'm so glad I did this a uh, year or two ago. Mm -hmm. because, so I sit down at the end of every year and I can go over every week of the calendar and I can see where I spent my time. It's like, okay, well, I'm not a very good speaker. Well, how many time, how often, how much time did I spend practicing? Zero. So I'm not going to be very good at it. But if I spend an hour a week, I'm probably going to be a lot better at the end of this year than I was last year being able to, I don't know, tracking is everything, man. You just need to know where you're spending your time and, and what you're spending it on. So that way you can make sure and invest it, invest it um, intelligently to get better at the right things. So earlier you went a little bit deeper into, not necessarily so deep, but you were pretty deep <laughs> in entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. And, you know, your definition, somebody else's definition, and how broad it actually is. Um, and I think that that's what's so truly beautiful about it is that, you know, you could be an entrepreneur in this, 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 or this, you could be an entrepreneur in this, this, and this, but a term that gets thrown around a lot is a wantrepreneur. And, you know, me personally, I see that all the time and I don't, I mean, I'm assuming that you follow guys like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, yeah. throwing that term out there saying, you know, some people say that they want it. It's the new, it's, it's sexy to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's mm -hmm. the it's, it's a star athlete. It's the X, Y, or Z person, you know, it's, that's what it is. Now people want to be that they want to be this yeah. rich, famous person at the age 23, living on the beach and have a million dollars in the bank. Right. So I guess what truly makes somebody an entrepreneur in your opinion? 
to throw all that out there. But what uh, what is man. an entrepreneur? So that's a there's a lot there that I could dive into. Um, so I'll answer your question first, and then I'm gonna talk about some of that other stuff. Um, Boom! That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that an entrepreneur is I would say an entrepreneur is somebody who creates or makes something. It doesn't have to be necessarily uh, something that's brand new. You know, it could just be like they put up a Shopify page or an Amazon page and they sell something. So it's like an entrepreneur is basically somebody who exchanges a good or service for money. It can be something that's been previously created or, um, or something that they made themselves. But it's, you know, I would just say it's somebody who, like I said, exchanges uh, goods for uh, goods or services for money. I know that's not like what everybody would say, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that it's kind of like this hype thing. Yeah. That you know. Um, it's sexy that, to be an entrepreneur. It's it's your you want to be an entrepreneur. You know. Uh, well, I would ask everybody who thinks it's sexy, like what they actually want, because yep. it. I mean, whoever. I mean, if people think it's sexy and fun and all that stuff, I mean, yeah, sure, there's some cool stuff that takes place, but it's, I would say, you know, I would tell them to, like, think about what it is that they actually want and then um, see if that matches up with being an entrepreneur. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else. I just think that uh, being an entrepreneur is like a vehicle, like a delivery vehicle for you to get to where what you want. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if being an entrepreneur is going to get you to where you want or what you want in life, then yeah, sure, do it. But I mean, some people get that from being like a barista and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you, if, if what you want and what you're doing are lined up, then I mean, you've won. So I don't know. I mean, being an entrepreneur is not always like just a lot of fun and it's a lot of work. Uh, so I would encourage people to you know, take a step back and think about what, because, you know, what happens if you're successful? What happens if you, if you uh, think you want to be an entrepreneur and you work towards it, you work really hard and you get it and then you get there and you're like, wow, this is not what I wanted at all. That's like the worst thing that can happen. (laughs) So I would, you know, I would encourage people also as well to like get out and try more stuff because you don't actually know, you don't know what you want or don't want until you try more things. Uh, you have, you have people coming out of high school or even out of college that are like, I really don't know what I want or don't know. I'm like, that's okay. Just start trying everything. Like, go try something. If you like it, keep doing it. If you don't, try something else. It's, it's, it's really pretty simple. Um, it's, it can be stressful, but you just kind of have to, have to embrace it. So. Trevor Carlson is full of bike drop <laughs> moments. <laughs> let's, just, let's just throw that one out there. Trevor, you have officially made it through the main interview. Are you ready for the second half, the most important part? Okay, it's not the most important part, but it is a good part of the show. Do you know what time of the show it is? I have no idea. I don't. Even, I didn't even know there was a second part. <laughs> it's life decision time. All right, so I am super pumped about this question because this is something that you try to focus on during the day, um, you know, being productive, as productive as you possibly can, correct? So I'm seeing a little head nod from my screen. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the only rule of life decision time 
is I have to read this question word for word so I do not screw it up. Are you ready? Um, I think so. Okay. I, I certainly hope so. Okay. I don't know about this question. Hopefully, I, I wrote it and I was like, ah, I think it'll work. So I think you're just the right guy to answer it. So are you ready? As ready as I'm ever going to be, man. Let's good, do it. good. All right. Your day has been going pretty well. But right about lunchtime, something goes wrong. Your client cancels on you, your content will not upload, your computer crashes, phone won't stop ringing, I could go on and on, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. How exactly would you take control of your life in that moment to get back on track and end your day on a good note? Like, what is your game plan for something like that? Well. It's extreme, I, I mean, know. <laughs> I would probably throw my laptop. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would most likely... Uh, I'm pretty easy going. I, I tend not to get too worked up about a lot of stuff. Um, but occasionally shit does hit the fan. And um, I have a few things depending on like what time of day. Uh, so if we're talking about lunch specifically, I'll probably go on a walk. Um, probably take a walk. That's like just move. You just, you, I can't sit still. You need to like get whatever it is, just get it out of your system. Like if you're frustrated or, or worried, um, Taking a walk with somebody you can talk to about it kind of helps too. Uh, that's that's kind of one of the main things is like don't just bottle it up and be super upset the rest of the day. Just kind of like just get it out however you have to do it um, and then move on, right? It doesn't do any good to like sit and, and uh, toil about stuff. Um, so what else? Uh, if it wasn't – because like earlier in the day, I'd probably, you know – I tend to write a lot, so bust out my, my journal. And I, I tend to have these like internal conversations on paper where I just write a question out. I'm like, all right, why are you frustrated about this? And I'm like, all right, frustrated because I was looking forward to this meeting because of this or that, and I was hoping this would happen, and it didn't. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I like map out a plan. And I'm like, oh, I feel a lot better now. I'm going to go do this. So, um, Take a walk, write it down. Uh, if it's at the end of the day, go to the gym, uh, go run, <laughs> go lift some plates, go do something. I just encourage that in general. Um, I got into exercising quite a bit over the last eight months, and it's made it's made a huge difference for me. I'm way less stressed. Um, I just feel a lot better. I have a ton of energy. Um, that in the last month or so, I've gotten into like meal prep. Um, never did that before, <laughs> which I would have because, uh, you know, I feel 10 times better when I, when I, uh, eat homemade stuff, but, um, you know, all those things can also be done to kind of prepare you for any of those stressful situations that come up. Um, I, I would say that's part of it too, is adapting habits that allow you to, you know, not freak out when shit hits the fan. <laughs> Uh, and that can be any of the number of things that I identified before. Awesome. Well, I think that you nailed that question way, way better than I was expecting. I, I was, I had high hopes and I'm glad that you answered it the way that you did. So I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> so, man, I love it. Um, are there any ways that if somebody out there was just curious more about like what you do, lifestyle design, daily design, um, what it means to be an entrepreneur to you. Is there any way that somebody could reach out to you for any questions that they do have? Yeah, um, they can 
So I have a I have a medium blog that I usually I try to post on there regularly, but my problem is, is I write it in my notebook and then it never makes it online. Uh, so that's kind of a kind of a curse from doing everything um, in a notebook. Uh, I'm gonna do my best to get a little bit better about that. So yeah, just check out my medium blog. I think if you just search for my name, Trevor Carlson, you should you should find me fairly easily. Uh, and if anybody wants to chat, I mean, um, hit me up. My email is uh, trevor at traintheteam.co. Uh, it's not .com, .co. And um, yeah, hit me up and glad to chat and uh, answer any questions they have. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for talking today, man. Yeah, no problem, Kyle. <laughs> Appreciate it.